Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 149, Robot Planet. Before we start, I've observed that we're rapidly approaching episode 150, one of those big round numbers that's supposed to be significant or something. Having trouble coming up with an appropriately weighty topic, I thought I'd throw the problem out to you listeners. What topics do you think would be worthy of episode 150? Please email eric, that's E-R-I-K, at mathmutation.com with your answer. If you suggest the topic I end up using, you'll win the honor of international fame and fortune as I mention you on the podcast. Now on to today's topic. In a recent hilarious episode of the TV cartoon Futurama, the robot Bender acquired an attachment that allowed him to make two duplicates of himself, each 60% of his size, consuming an equal mass of nearby matter in the process for raw materials. When the professor asked him to do some work, he was lazy, so activated this machine to make two smaller replicas of himself to do it. But then these replicas each contained a smaller copy of the duplicating machine as well, and they were just as as lazy as the original, so they could make two copies each of themselves. You can see where this is going. Since all the benders were equally lazy, they kept duplicating themselves, potentially on to infinity. The alarmed professor flashed an equation on the screen, and everyone gasped. The equation is divergent, he explained, which meant that soon replicating benders would consume all the matter on Earth. What was he talking about? Let's review the concept of convergent and divergent series. Suppose you're adding together an infinite series of smaller and smaller numbers, say one-half, plus one-third, plus one-fourth, and so on. There are two things that can happen. Either the series is divergent, in which case the sum approaches infinity, or it's convergent, in which case the total is some finite number. At first, it might seem counterintuitive that the sum of any infinite series could ever do anything but diverge to infinity. But here's a simple counterexample. Look at the decimal number point dot 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 with an infinite number of nines after the decimal point. I think we would all agree at a minimum that this is a finite value less than or equal to 1. It's actually precisely equal to 1, but we'll leave that nuance for another podcast. In any case, if you look at each digit of point dot 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 separately, you'll see that it's just an infinite series. The first 9 after the decimal represents 9 tenths, the second represents 9 one hundredths, and so on. So this decimal is the same as the infinite series 9 tenths plus 9 one hundredths plus 9 one thousandths and so on. And we know that despite the infinite number of terms, the sum never gets past 1. Similarly, if the total mass of the infinite benders converges to a small finite number, the Earth may not be doomed after all. So let's take another look at the problem of the replicating robots. Rather than kilograms, let's simplify our calculations and measure mass in bender masses, or Bs, where the mass of the original bender is 1b. What's the mass of the two mini-benders he creates? First, we have to define what 60% of the size means. I think it would be logical to assume we're reducing the measure to 0.6 times the original in each of the three dimensions, length, width, and height. Assuming the mass is proportional to the volume, this means that the mass of each mini-bender is 0.6 times 0.6 times 0.6 b's, or 0.216 times the mass of the original bender. So the total mass of the two half-benders is 2 times 0.216 equals 0.432 b's. Similarly, the nth generation of benders should have mass of 0.432 to the nth power b's, since its mass is 0.432 times that of the previous generation. And the sum we're dealing with is the series 1 plus 0.432 plus 0.432 squared, and so on. Good news! This series converges. 
The easiest way to see that is to notice that 0 0.432 is less than 1 half, so the nth term is always less than 1 over 2 to the n, a well-known convergent series that adds up to 2. A quick way to see that is to look at the base 2 number 0 0.11111... Uh, similar to the 0.999 example that I stated a little while ago. So, no matter how many replicas there are, the total mass of the benders will be less than two times the mass of the original one, and our planet is safe. Unfortunately, the plot of the episode is dependent on the fact that the bender masses will add up to a divergent series guaranteed to consume the Earth. On the cartoon, the sum of Professor Splashes is a series where each term equal to bender mass times 2 to the n times 1 over 2 to the n times n plus 1. You can see here that the 2 to the n terms cancel out in the top and bottom, making this effectively the sum of 1 over the quantity n plus 1, or 1 half plus 1 third plus 1 fourth, and so on, a well-known divergent series. If accurate, this would indeed show that all the mass in the universe would ultimately be consumed by replicating benders. But where does this equation come from? If the smaller benders were 60% of the mass instead of 60% of the size in each dimension, then each generation would be 1.2 times the mass of the previous, a constantly growing series which obviously diverges, but doesn't match the professor's series either. I have the feeling the writers were just messing with us and came up with an arbitrary divergent series to advance the plot. Or maybe the professor messed up the equation intentionally. After all, he's often portrayed as a bit senile. On the other hand, I could be the senile one. Tell me if you managed to find something I missed and think of a good justification for the series shown in the episode. And this has been your math mutation for today.